This is an Alliance podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us, talk about the intersection of black culture and soccer. I gotta look up to you guys, man. Y'all actually did it. Y'all actually You had that one job, and you actually did it. <laughs> yeah, 72 hours of disbelief. Yeah, man, it's... uh. You know, as a proud Manchester United fan, I had to keep some kind of red on. You know, <laughs> it's all blew up in you. <laughs> but um, anybody but City. It's as simple as that. So you know, okay, y'all, y'all did it, man. But um, got your boy here, Grego here. Grego. Got TK on the ones, twos. Got a special guest uh, with us this week. TK, let us know who we got. This is the homie, Bobby Boyd. <laughs> the homie, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Thanks, thanks y'all for having me here. It's a, it's a. I've been listening for a while now. You're doing your thing. I really enjoy it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Um, first, first of all, let me just uh, get this up in here real quick. Um, you know, <laughs> this, this needs to be said. You look at that, that beautiful. UEFA Champions League trophy and will you see Man City's name on it? Don't think so. Shout out to the homie uh, Patrice Evra for posting it. Posted this on Monday. And you know, it's a picture of him photoshopped with uh, Sir Bobby Charlton. I said, just looking for Man City's name because we're still still waiting. Still waiting. You know. Right. It's been about a billion pounds the past five years. Not <laughs> one, not one Champions League trophy to speak for it man but um but yeah zero have you guys been i said it's been a few days since the final and um i said y'all, y'all pulled it off it's again because this is like three times in a month y'all y'all made it this happen you want to go first tk or oh well like i said a while ago it really 72 hours i've really been trying to you know, I think I've watched all the highlight and behind the scenes celebration videos probably to where I memorize how many times each player jumped and, you know, what chance they said to who. And, and you know, I really, I really, after watching the game again, you know, come down to individual effort, really. I mean, City, City, it doesn't matter if Ferdinandinho should have started. It doesn't matter if... Uh, what's his name? Little blonde kid, Savinchko. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Savinchko, or I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, but you know, it doesn't matter if he got the start or if Sterling got the start instead of Fernandinho. It and it really the only bad thing I really didn't like to see is I didn't like to see Kevin De Bruyne go out like that. But I mean, it wasn't Rudy's. It wasn't intentional, but. Regardless of the starting 11, I didn't think Pep got it wrong. I just think the players, it's hard to get up after a big couple of victories. And you, you know, I mean, 
they just won the Premier League in historic fashion. And then they show up against a team that's in form. And that's what's crazy. You know, we were talking right before we went live about, you know, there's some things we just can't describe or understand about football. And that is one of them. I, I, how in the world does Mason Mount, of all people, have the long ball to Kai Havertz? Yo, yo, that thing was beautiful. That thing was beautiful. I mean, and, and, and everybody's talking about, you know, Man City bringing this false nine revolution to the Premier League. Well, here Tuchel does, and he's rotating a false nine, a different one, almost every week. Yeah. And a kid that is in a new country during a pandemic gets a breakout from Mr. Chelsea Mount himself. I mean, the only thing that would have shocked me more is if Timo would have scored. Like, I think it's like maybe like the first like 15 minutes, like y'all were just like, y'all had like a bunch of good chances. And it seemed like, the misses that that Timo was 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 taking, like they were getting comquat. I was like, yo, like what? Like this is not even fair at this point. Like he he because bless his heart, he keeps on trying, and it, and it just it's, it looks worse hey, man. time. And you know, but hey, he's got a Champions League medal now, so you know, at the that's very right. Point, he's, got, he's got that. So, um, but yeah, that's man, right. I definitely that's agree with doing. the fact that the game was about effort. And um, there's one person specific that I, I want to um, get shout out to in a little bit, but um, but yeah, I definitely think that uh, just the overall game plan that that uh, you guys had Saturday, just like when you've played this team, the same team twice already in just one month. I mean, it's kind of like like the NBA playoffs. Like you see what everybody does and. Like it, and everything becomes more familiar, and it's just a matter of, you know, are they going to still do the same thing, or going to are they going to figure out? Okay, we might need to change it up. And right, uh, I think that Pep, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say it's a case of overthinking, even though I, I guess he has a reputation for doing that. But I just think yeah, of, you have a team that's familiar with another team. A coach that's familiar with another coach because he's been uh, coaching against him since uh, uh, Pebbles in the Buddhist League with Bayern. Like he's seen, he's not intimidated, and he's he's been probably one of the few coaches out there that is not with that Guardiola mystique and intimidation. He's able to say, "Hey, I I, I got my eleven, you got yours. Let's let's rumble." And you know, it's uh, you know it. I, they definitely had opportunities to score. No, I think that one person that definitely needs to shout out is uh, is uh, Rudiger. Uh, he had he had a great game, and even despite the 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 uh, incident with on the Bruyne, like he had a he had a top notch game. And, oh, he had a goal saving tackle. Right, right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, you know, but uh, what what you got over there, TK? Like, so you, I say, you, are are you just I, I, you, you've been quiet since Saturday. You know, you. <laughs> he marinating. You know, yeah. just basking in the glow of having your second Champions League trophy, being the club of London. You know, like, tro- troops has, has, has conceded London to Chelsea. Like, what's going on, man? Uh, it's it's nice. It's it's a wonderful feeling, honestly. Um, 
I was pretty nervous before the game, but you know, going into the match, it you know it, we just kind of grew and grew and grew in confidence. Um, even Bobby could take quiet that whole weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, like I didn't think we. I think we were both mutually kind of so nervy, yeah. not to jinx anything, you know. Yeah. And to your point, Greg, about that, about you said it just so right about that whole Guardiola mystique doesn't exist with Tuchel. And I truly think that filters down to every person in that squad. I really, I really do. He's brought that, you know, I don't really care attitude about the way it's been done. This is my way. And, you know, you kind of saw it not work at PSG with Neymar and Mbappe. But, um, you know, another man to your point, N'Golo Conte, man. I mean, I mean... TK, I mean, I remember the TK right before halftime. One of those things where, I mean, I was, I was, so I went to um, Brew House uh, uh, Saturday for the final. I I Mm -hmm. I skipped watching uh, the home team. I went to. uh, Oh wow! I thought you were at what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did go to tailgate, but yeah, like I, I went over to Brew House. Oh, okay, and, uh, there you go. There okay, you go. Yeah. okay, yeah. okay, okay. But um, but yeah, like I was, I was with my homeboy, um, Tones. Shout out to shout out to Tones. Um, oh yeah, shout out to Tones. It's been a minute. And um, like I, w- I could not stop gushing over Conte because it was like an absolute <laughs> masterpiece. I mean. His tackle, name one midfielder in the entire foot. I'm talking La Liga, Serie A, League One, all of it, that can make his a tackle. Oh. Well, that just can make a tackle in the box cleaner than him. I mean, I've as a Chelsea fan, I've I've sat here, and ever since he's came from Leicester and that Claudio Ranieri, you know, beautiful what the attack, what the football triangle is all about. Um, championship winning year with Leicester ever since we signed him. But you've seen him become the best holding midfielder, defensive midfielder, pivot midfielder, whatever mark, you know, whatever word is trendy now, midfielder in the world. I mean, look what he did to Lionel Messi. Look what he did. I mean, he has a chant about him, you know, working messy essentially and then he comes i mean name one one person that can dribble past him whoever that, person, whoever that person was he was in city and uh <laughs> right right and like i i want to say like by like the 30th minute i really started to pay attention to just what he was doing because like it was it just it stood out so much like tackle after tackle just the composure that he had around the ball like nothing got past him right as a united fan do you really do you really see him as one of the best midfielders in the premier league in the world okay in the world in the world it's way beyond the premier league it's the (laughs) world like right i mean because like for those of y'all who don't know his story, like 
like the past like, nine years is kind of an, an incredible journey because you go you know, what from, from third division France mm-hmm. to yep. going through the promotions in France to league league on going to Leicester winning the league which of course that whole story <laughs> itself is absolutely Dude. incredible yeah and Chelsea winning Europa League uh, everything year, winning I think won, y'all won an FA Cup too right. Oh yeah, he's won too. Yeah, and um, and then the Champions League, and of course, my, mind you, a World Cup in, in between all that. So it's like this dude, <laughs> the whole story is right. absolutely in, incredible. And like everyone who talks about him, like I was, I was, uh, I did like a deep dive on on YouTube. Uh, I think it was like Sunday night or Monday night, and like. The, pe- the things that people say about this dude, like nobody can say anything negative about him. Like he is just right. genuine, that positive, and it's like, like I said, as a United fan, I cannot hate this dude. I can't. Like he is that. He is that good. He is that humble. He is, you know, just that that positive of a person. To <laughs> robberies aside, this dude is <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> You know, you know who that United guy is for me, who I can't hate no matter how much I hate the team United, mm-hmm. who I just can't hate Marcus Rashford. I, I just you just I just can't. Uh, and also, if we would have signed Bruno Fernandez, I would have already had a Fernandez jersey. You know what I'm saying? But because he plays for you, you know, I mean, his his grit, man, his grit. That's I mean, he does have hearts. Between him and Jorginho, I feel like if Jorginho was at United and uh, Bruno was at Chelsea, <laughs> I think there's some parody in that. Honestly, I would, I would take that. It's, it's, it's one of those things that you know. I think everybody has like that one player on the teams that they hate. It's like you know, I, I, I want to hate him, but I know if he was on, on my club. I'd, I'd, I'd be down with that uh, pretty quickly. And I think that Conte is that guy in spades, like even more so than like Pulisic. I'm like, yeah, like he is absolutely that dude. Like I'm, I look at, especially with the little bit of shortcomings that United has right now. And I'm like, Conte would shore up so much of that. Like it was, like it was nothing. Oh, yeah. I, when he's injured, we often – see what life is like without him you know i mean it's like it's it's rough nobody there to clean up y'all your, your messes right yep um, no, indeedy <laughs> no indeedy um but i don't know kind of circle back man it's kind of funny because this is uh i said it before it's like this is like pep's bogey the competition itself and so for city right he you know he just can't get him over the line but like they still accomplished something. They got to the final. You know that's I mean, more than they've ever it's, did. It's definitely a big step. Um, one one stat that I uh, picked up on over the weekend was that every club in the last twenty years that's made it to the Champions League final for their first time in history, none of them won. None of them. Whether it's Chelsea, that's an interesting stat. Tottenham, Chelsea, Tottenham, uh, Ajax. No, I no, I I actually been in, in back. Right, in yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. Um, uh, I think it was Valencia, um, 
Chelsea, uh, Chelsea and um, who else? I guess I could say United. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like if it's your first time, you don't you don't make it and, and uh, you don't win, and you know you never. Know, they might come hmm. back. Of course, you know, now that it's summertime, we got to go ahead and, and uh, back up, and um, so we, that that can't happen because yeah, like I said, we got to keep yeah, got to keep that streak going. If anybody, anybody, but City. But um, who's Man United signing this summer? That's a great question. It's a wonderful time of the year where it's rumors mm. and, and all that. And uh, silly, mm. silly season. And I honestly, I don't know because, like, especially what position. Uh, I mean, you need a goalkeeper. There is Henderson, and um, but at the same time, now with uh, with uh, Donnarumma seeing looking looking to be on the way out from Milan. Uh, it, it sounds like, uh, despite mm-hmm. the suspension, uh, Onana, Onana might be available. Because I know um, Arsenal is apparently looking at him. And um, I heard of that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't want to see him get Arsenal, but that'd be the better of the London clubs. That... Just see the Arsenal TV thing today, by the way. But uh, they said they were talking, they talking about they can't even banter with Chelsea fans no more because they've won it twice, man. They've won it twice, man. They can't. I mean, all these considered the last the last 15 years for Chelsea have definitely put them. No less than third, I, I believe, in, in England. No less than third. I mean, you can make a, a strong argument for second, um, considering that they have more Champions League. Well, this is a solid argument. I mean, y'all's trophy case still heavy, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it, it depends, though, if we win the Super Cup and the Club World Cup after this. Uh, then I think we're having so kind that. of a different conversation. I think it just well, goes to the fact that I mean, because one and two would, would definitely be United and Liverpool, and I think that at least obviously in the last fifteen years, you can argue that uh, City Chelsea's done more. Chelsea, but of course, Liverpool has has all the history and everything. So you know that's that's the interesting um, argument in, in itself. But no matter what, anybody in, in London. Can't talk. Nobody. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Like, like which, if we're being honest, it ain't saying too much because we all know the European, you know, Premier League goes through Manchester every year. Either one of two clubs have got something to say about it, but usually the other teams in London usually don't. So, yeah, just yeah. Be, just being honest. I mean. But, Speaking uh, of other teams uh, in London, <laughs> but, uh, uh, to the, the final, um, of course, uh, our guy, U.S. agent Christian Pulisic, uh, did did get in the second half. Almost got to go. How nuts! Oh my god! Oh my god! How nuts would you have went if he that would dude if he would have got under that and chipped that in? Oh my god! Because they were talking in commentary. Yeah. It's interesting to me, like how, <clears throat> like, people try to say that like he, like that was a, that was a sitter, <clears throat> and I'm like, he had he had a, uh, 
center back coming at him, the keeper coming at him. Like it, this wasn't mm-hmm. a um, a Wando or Fernando, right? Uh, not the type of like he he. It was at least contested, so I don't I don't knock him for that. But at least you know the opportunity was there, and it was damn close. And yeah, it, yeah. yeah. If, if had it gone in, yeah, everybody was losing their shit. Oh man! In commentary, they were talking about it. Yeah. Or but, say uh, the thing about that, the goal that would have been is that like that changes everything for United States soccer, though. Like the domino yeah, effect that that fucking creates is going to be, yeah. it's like a 9.0, you know, on the on the Richter scale. Right. Well, just a, yeah, exactly. Exactly what you were saying, TK. I, I was just agreeing that, that they were saying that in commentary, like how many of these kids not only in england but in america became infatuated with football because of the previous chelsea champions league victory or the previous english club winning the premier league because in america we have the most access to that league yep so yep. it's really if you win the biggest tournament on the biggest stage where it's not on the syndicated cable station it's on the main cbs so everybody can watch it around the world so i mean they were talking in commentary before you know we're not supposed to get involved we're not supposed to this but if the american christian ballistic not only plays but scores i'm going apeshit (laughs) i'm going crazy and he was that close that degree of difficulty like you were saying was i mean he had the goalie coming in he was being pressed already on a loose pass, it was two four that he made the best of out of anyway. Yeah. Oh man, if oh, he was so close. Oh my god, that was the most, the most pumped I think I got during the match, even more so than the goal. And I wanted to, I wanted to ask y'all about that. Did, did you initially celebrate the Champions League goal? Not celebrate for you as a Man United fan, but did you initially react to the goal? Yeah. yeah. Because you know what? Wait, you know what? What? what that poll that came out on Sky Sports today about the football federations, about VAR, about 48% of fans polled said that they were going to walk away from the game if VAR continued to ruin the live experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking about that, and I was sitting there when Mason put that ball through. The camera came into frame, and initially you couldn't tell if Kai was on or not. Right. So I'm sitting there like, Oh, my God, if he's on. Oh, my God, if he's on. And then he gets past Ederson. He puts it in. I didn't celebrate for 15 seconds because I was waiting for it to go to VAR and ruin the whole everything. So that's, it, that's, that's the weird thing about uh, <clears throat> about VAR is that when you have, like, close calls like that, you you have that moment where – of course, you see the goal and you're celebrating and you're high fiving and throwing beer everywhere. And then, and then, like, <laughs> 30 seconds later, you're like, uh, <laughs> and you're like, I just wasted the whole ass beer for that. Like, <laughs> not, yeah, right, right, right. But, um, but yeah, um, mm. it's, it's definitely one of those cases where. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I did react. Um, cause like I said, anybody with city, I'll, I'll, I'll swear to that. And um, <laughs> you know, it's 
And I honestly do think that Chelsea played a a good game. Like I said, the opportunities it, it could have honestly been worse than that had Timo just not been Timo. But <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that. But uh, next, <laughs> it's definitely a, 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 a great game by you guys. So that makes two for for Chelsea and. The rest of London is at zero. But there was one thing that honestly got on my nerves, um, mm. like, like the uh, the next day. Uh, the soccer uh, publication Goal um, the next day put out some really just tasteless shit. Um, so you, you see on here on our YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe and everything. You have one picture of Timo Werner looking all stoic, artistic, and, you know, immaculate. Didn't you have this picture of N'Golo Conte carrying what looks to be Aspilicueta, Mason Mount, and, uh, and Havertz, and uh, Tuchel in the background popping champagne, but this little racist-ass-looking shit over, over here, and I'm like, can't we just, just be consistent and just be like, you know... Because especially given the type of performance, why would you even be that goofy with uh, McConaughey? Because like he he deserves the the side profile portrait of excellence in class because he gave that kind of game. Instead, y'all giving us this um what was um that Spanish uh, little uh, banana uh, looking thing that uh, Mindy got got uh, tied up with a couple years ago. Like that's what that looks like, and that. So. My question is, with a major publication like Goal, how many eyes did it have to pass before this actually got approved for post? I mean, I, I just don't understand how it continuously seems to happen. You know what I mean? And, and you know, the people who would defend it, well, to be fair, the person in the middle and the top looks, you know, exaggerated as well. But no, 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 no. You, come on, man. We, come on, man. We, we got, you you got to be better than that. I'm like, especially for, for, for Timo to not not have done shit uh, during the final. <laughs> yeah, the right. Give him this this stylish, clean looking picture. I'm like, he can't do shit. He don't deserve all that. Like, no, like not not even a little bit. And you, you, dog, you dog out basically the the man of the match, and and um, you know, of course, Arab, like that whole drawing just just bugs me to know when. In general, but it's especially offensive um, in regards to uh, but, but nonetheless, you know, like I said, it's like it's it's a it's a it's a day to be a blue for you guys. A good week, and you know, I said we'll we'll take take it on the chin, and I said like there it is. And, um, but um, so like, but but I I do have one question for you for you guys um, before we uh, we go to break. Y'all beat the reigning uh, EPL champs three times in the past month. And I say that to ask, um, given that success, do you you kind of like lament over how the season went, um, how the EPL season went? Like, hey, maybe if, if the... If we had, had our heads on straight, possibly with the uh, with Lampard, who knows where uh, he could have really TK, you go first. <laughs> I, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but oh, I'll can. 
I'm happy somebody brought up Lampard. That's 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 nice to hear. Bingo, bingo. That's um, the number one thing. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because it's really just to kind of put it bluntly, this is kind of typical Chelsea. Like it's like, oh, are we gonna make top four? Oh. You know, like, we had the expectation with all these new transfers of the season that we would kind of essentially be running the show. And we kind of were for just a little bit. And, you know, that was nice. But the thing is, when we started our decline under Lampard, it could have been prevented based on what we saw Tuchel do, in my opinion. Okay. How so? He could have uh, continued to keep competition with uh, the left back with uh, Alonzo and offered a you know mm-hmm. some sort of lifeline there, or if nothing else, um, played Emerson and then got into the mind of Chilwell the same way um, to step up his game or, or to some effect, and then uh, you, know, you know. But then there's uh, the tactics, you know, where he can. Or he's preferred uh, Z- 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 he's bench Zuma and he's got Rudiger in there now. So it, it, I, th- I think Lampard could have done the same thing. I feel like we saw Lampard do the same thing. So I, right. I just feel like it's one of those, you know, at Chelsea, pull the trigger and we don't see a manager through. Um, right. I, I think this could have easily been one of the greatest moments in football where you have a manager who uh, won, the, uh, won the Champions League and uh, yeah. won it, won player it, and a coach. Player mm-hmm. and, uh, and then to do it with all the academy kids, like that would have been great. How many goals, goals would we would have scored if we played Tammy? Like he's... Like, oh, here we go. I mean, I, I, no, I'm not going to like dive into it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it. Obviously. But it, it's crazy. <laughs> I absolutely do not understand. And you know the what we heard from Tuchel is things like he doesn't train well. But when you really think about integrating the whole squad, it's kind of like in one way or another, he's done the exact same thing that Lampard's done, but he's just seen the results. Are we in the pattern? Or if you, this is a chart graph we're looking at, are we in the part of the graph where this is the incline and the height, the peak maybe? You know, like who knows? Because we saw right. that with Lampard again, where we were in the t- we were leading right. the league. So, I mean, there's so many things that are yeah. similar. Like in my head, this could have been a real beautiful moment, and it still is. Um, to not to take anything away, um, Tuchel he he suffered uh, by losing in a final. So, hats off to him to be in the right place at the right time. And, oh, uh, oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I meant, and I meant to call it out. What we say about the kids? What did we say about the damn yeah, kids? Yeah, well, we had to go back. <laughs> we, we absolutely had to go back. We couldn't chance it. You know? Like me and Bobby said, it was like chinks. That don't want oh, yeah. So like, I'm sure somebody at the club felt the same way, or at least <clears> somebody <throat> with the cooler heads will prevail. Maybe that was Chuck's call. So maybe but, we should right. with the old I, kids. I saw it. I saw it coming when y'all beat City a couple weeks back, and I was like, "Oh!" And it, and it was back in in, in the old. So I was like, "Oh, it's, it's got to happen now." Like it's 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 pretty much a, a done deal. Right. What well, you know, just to add, just to add to what you're saying, Kenny, and I and TK, I, I do, I do really think that you're exactly right. 
I think the only difference between Lampard and Tuchel is the years of experience that we were forewarned about that Lampard did not have. You know, I think he could have, you know, I mean. that I, I wanted to make there because I definitely think that it was definitely a case of where you had somebody who didn't have the experience yet to know what to know where to go and go into a guy who had the experience because you had because he just won the Champions League final last year with PSG. He's had right. us there. You know, he did a thing at um at Borussia Dortmund. So he was more seasoned. Whereas Lampard, he's somebody who has the potential, but would he have gotten right uh, th- these guys with these personalities there? Turn it around that quickly because, like, mind you, like uh, TK would tell, like, I actually predicted Chelsea would win, win the league this year, and because of oh, Chelsea, okay. the talent was there, and I think right. that I think that what happened with the Champions League is kind of a reflection of seeing that talent through, and and seeing um, just that potential, like getting the best out of it, and it it, it all it it didn't quite work out with it, with uh, with the league. Um, but it did manage to uh, turn itself out with the Champions League. So, you know, right. uh, like hopefully Lampard bounces back on his feet and um, he, you know, finds his way. Maybe, like I said, you know, you never know what might happen with um, with Chelsea because, I mean, y'all know how exactly. y'all, y'all like y'all like two yeah. might be out by December. You never know. But um, exactly. Right. Right. And, you know, that's a very good point. And I, I was just about to say it's not like Chelsea has not brought back the same manager again. Right. Right. And it's also – and I, I and I've told TK this many a times. I think Lampard's going to Palace, and I think he's going to take Tammy with him. And okay. Okay. he's probably going to play his typical four at the back. And he's probably going to differ between, you know, his four at the back with – you know, four, three, three, or pause. If pause. You know who go, if you, Jesse Lingard. Continue. Oh my God! No, 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 no. We ain't gonna get started on Mr. Lingard, sir. Yeah, we're, uh, we don't have to, but he needs a home, and that's. I mean, West Ham is gonna be his permanent home. West Ham will be his permanent home because well, he's not. Gonna he's, leave, Grillish is gonna leave. Grillish is going to City. Well, and then, and that'll be fine because he he likes he, well well he I think Jesse Lingard is the type of kid that or guy now I'm sorry that he likes to be the man and I don't think he's willing to do the work to be the man so if other people leave and it makes the door easier for him to walk through I think I mean him and Antonio are already competing for the same spot and Michael Antonio really showed us he, he can score in the Premier League this year in a defensive-minded West Ham team, mind you. But I think Tammy and Wilfred Zaha will actually work because they're both kind of diva-y and they want to out, you know, diva each other. I really do think that. But with Frank, with an old team that's going to be cleaning out – Palace was the oldest average team in the Premier League last year, the oldest average roster. They're going to clean out all year. They're going to clean out half of their roster. Keep Cahill. Hmm. Lampard, Cahill, Tammy. Youth. Signing new players. I just feel like that works best for Palace to be a top six team, maybe. Because if they spend the right money, 
But look what, okay, well, look what Lampard did with no transfers in Chelsea. Chelsea, he had a transfer ban, and look what he did. And he took probably a three-notch. Right, and you are right. You are right. That's why it's not top four. It's top six. See what I'm saying? Think, I don't think you ain't got to worry about Wolves this year. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely um, – like that, that was always the thing – and where I go back to having a guy who didn't have that experience because he knew how to make things work last season when he didn't have, you know, anything to spin on and just he had what he had. I think it was just right. a case of adjusting to suddenly you're having to incorporate new guys over top of what, what you already had. That, that was definitely showing a lot of potential. And that lack of adjustment is why, you know, he, um, he dude, there was not a lack of adjustment. Here's the, here's the true <clears throat> facts about Chelsea. <clears throat> 2001. Okay. Timo Werner. If Timo Werner scores half the chances that he misses. Oh God. Yeah. This is a total, oh, yeah. that part, that part is signing a, a five year extension. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that club right. Already freaking loves the guy. If Timo Werner, but that's the thing though, because for a guy for a guy like Werner to go as long as he was, barely scoring at all, like I always think back to um, like back when y'all had Shevchenko, and how he wasn't doing much of anything. He was one of the best strikers in the world in Milan. He comes to Chelsea and basically stinks up the joint, and eventually right. they just yep. said, "Fuck it!" Like you know, we already got Drogba, so we're gonna play him, and yeah. And I think that not going back to uh, Tammy or at least go to Giroud, I'm like, you know, that, that's where, uh, yeah. like, Tuchel made it work where y'all were successful in spite of that. It was just a matter of, it, 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 just like how y'all said before, like, it might have been a case of, like, where uh, maybe Lampard figures it out. Um, you know, as, as the season goes on, but at least up to that point, he hadn't figured it out yet. And you know, as as, as y'all know all too well, R- R- Roman ain't, right. ain't, ain't Roman ain't slow to, to cut people. So get that hook. It's it's really it's really Marina. To be honest, I mean, she got that business plan and she's going to implement it. <laughs> she's the baddest woman in football. But I will say this, you know, if nothing else, I think that y'all do have a good thing with Tuchel. So hopefully, you know, y'all do give him some bit of time to, to um, you know, fix whatever else needs to be fixed. But three-year you know, contract today. Yep, uh, three-year contract today. That means nothing. Which doesn't mean anything. Exactly. <laughs> that means nothing. It don't mean nothing. That just means he got three year guaranteed pay unless he needs like two years to look for a new job. Yeah, That's it, all that means. He's, he's got a little, That's all that a little means. in his release clause. But uh, <laughs> speaking of new jobs, uh, uh, as of yesterday, uh, we talked about it last week with uh, Zidane leaving uh, Real Madrid. Uh, they've already found their their replacement in our call Ancelotti. So I'm actually bummed that 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 he's leaving Everton so soon. I'm super bummed. I'm super bummed. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think that I get it to an extent because you know he's he's you know a a, 
I think it's um, older than 60. So, like, I think for the trajectory that Everton probably wants, he wasn't going to be there, you know, forever for all nope. that. But, like, like, Sorry. The least, you know, but the very least, Roy Hodgson. Like, like two, three years to, you know, get things in the right in the right direction. And whoever else comes after that, they already have a solid foundation. You know, a, a year and change, I'm like, oh, man. Like, I, 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 because I, dude, it's, 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 it could have been so much more. Again, it's Ancelotti. Yeah. Typical. You know, and it's funny because uh, we were talking about um, before we were recording. Um, the one person who I actually thought would have um, put a, a good uh, ch- choice for yeah, um, didn't get it was um, Conte. And uh, no, Bobby, you were talking about um, he might be looking at Spurs. I'm like, why? Why would? No, stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. God, you know the only reason that he will take that job is because Dan Levy will empty the bank to pay him. Secondly, Tottenham Hotspur, he has guaranteed those fans a trophy. And there's one coach in all of football that if you can bring in in one season, win me a trophy, who are you going to do it? I mean, Juventus, Inter Milan, Chelsea. I mean, he's won in every single stop. But you have to be in a position to win, and, it's, and like they, 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 they waste, <laughs> and they are not right. They wasted so much time with Pochettino, of course. Mind you, they're talking about they they had talks with the bringing him back, and I'm like, you know, I, I think uh, that 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 Thanos uh, quote, you know, it you went all all around and where to lead you back to me, <laughs> me right, <laughs> right, and, yeah. No kidding, man. I mean, and to your point about they have to have something there for him to win with. And you, but if you look at the Tottenham team right now, though, what's going to be left of because Kane's going to City, probably. I'd be you guys are probably going to get Sancho. I'd be stunned. stunned I'm like, yo, like they're they're about to be, you know, you know, run through real quick. And that's why, like, I I made the suggestion last week about um, getting uh, Nuno. I'm like, you need a guy who. Yes, that's what you do. In a long-term project. That's exactly. And rebuilding and getting y'all back to where y'all want to be. And he's the – Oh, yeah. If if Everton or Spurs aren't banging his door right now, they don't – Everton are. Everton are talking to him right now. And, like, that absolutely needs to happen. I I can't say enough good things about Nuno, and I think that (laughs) – Yeah. Yeah, TK knows my high, high opinion of that man as well. You're absolutely right. It's also a pipeline into the Portugal national team. And it's funny because uh, Wolves just um, uh, hired his replacement. Of course, he's Portuguese too. And I'm like, they, they keep that pipeline going, baby. <laughs> who, who, was his, who was his replacement? Um, Let me get the full name. I know it's Bruno. I'm like, okay, Bruno, Nuno. Contact Nuno. us at ftcutd.com. Contact at com. <laughs> this is going to be for an intern position. Grego is tired yeah. of typing. Grego is so tired Lage, of typing. He, uh, he's uh, used to coach at uh, Benfica, and uh, yeah, he's uh, the new uh, uh, Wolves boss. And um, Benfica yeah. is a good coach. Yeah, uh, I, I think that for what they've already been building um, at Wolves, I'm pretty sure you know that they built. It'll probably be a pretty seamless uh, transition for him. And, um, you know, hey, 
Hopefully they'll um, they'll get back on track. I think that you know they probably reach as high as they probably could go for the moment with Nuno, and then it kind of slipped this year. Of course, this year was just I think is. I mean, it's. I mean, how they're a mid table club. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's I yeah. Think. Come on, man. Yeah, come yeah. on, man. And, and 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 who did y'all buy in the last? I mean, who did they buy? And then a, then the pandemic. I, I right. mean, what right. what a start. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you had the pandemic that fucked up everyone's money. You had fucked up everyone's <clears> schedule. So like that's why a team like City, who had who had incredible depth, was able to outlast everybody. And a team like like Wolves has some good pieces but like pretty much like once they uh, lost uh Raul Jimenez, Jimenez. It kinda, <sighs> what an injury was it was a, a slow trickle off and um but um hopefully you know with fans coming back next year and vaccines you know rolling gingerly in here, <clears> but um I'm sure by next year by next August they'll, uh, everyone will be back and um everybody will have money to spend but um but yeah, man, uh, let's see what we got here. We're going to um, take a quick break and uh, pause for the cause with our boys from Protagonist. And um, on the on the flip side, we're going to talk about um, some ball here stateside with Inter Miami getting laid the smackdown. And then also Ooh. the Copa America. Make it rain. Supposedly relocating for COVID, but uh, we'll be right back. This week on Protagonist Podcast, we sat down with Evan Ramis, Vice President of the Maryland Bobcats, one of the newest clubs in NISA. At the same time, we also don't want to be a club that the only reason that people like us or want to be involved or whatever is because we win. Like, that's the other thing. Like We want to be a club where win, lose, or draw, people like what we're doing, like what we stand for. Like That's, you know, that's more important than all everything else, right? All that and a host of other content on our podcast feed, Protagonist Podcast. And we are back. Oh, stateside, stateside, stateside. Actually, it's been a interesting week uh, <laughs> over here. Um, first off, there was some um, news that came out uh, the other day that MLS is planning on starting up a third division um, and it's funny like when I read it uh, I was like they, it's planning on being like MLS clubs are going to be involved so that likely means like they're, they're B teams, they're two teams and everything but then also ind- independent members might um, may be invited as well I'm like if y'all ain't got about, about a, a lower division super league, like it's the stupidest shit. And um, but like that would that would that would did make three different third divisions. And I'm just like, why? Well, well, why would they do that when they haven't even merged with the or done anything with the NSWL? You know what I'm saying? You have a whole women's soccer league that you ain't got nothing to do with. And you won't even invest in U.S. soccer has done said they won't invest any more in the academies. So I, and, and, and honestly, I don't think they should. I mean, like that should be something that's on that's done at the club level. But I will say this. Um, 
I think the biggest issue for me is that one, you have another instead of instead of trying to figure out how the way to streamline the system, y'all are, are now adding a third division exactly. three, <laughs> and, and I'm <laughs> like, you know, that's doing its own thing. I'm like, we need to figure out a way to unify this system to where there's one process for everybody, and and um and work that out because. All this does is just it's just it just murks up the water even more. Like even like it would be one thing if it was just a strictly reserve league and it's just only the two teams and the B teams, but they're talking about adding outside teams, so that means that they might be looking at certain USL teams, they might be looking at some NISA teams, and can we I want this fighting in between, you know, MLS and pretty much everyone else because, like, they they end up doing manifest destiny on everything, and you know, and and it, it just it just stifles what the uh, what pretty much anyone else can do because they can't really grow because everyone because they're having teams jump over to MLS and their system, and now you're saying okay. We're gonna jump over to the to their lower division league as well. I'm like, I don't I don't see how this is a positive at all, especially when considering they're actually doing pretty well. I think in terms of development uh, by having in USL. And what you got, TK? I mean, I think isn't there like a incredibly disproportionate percentage about the like. The the wait for the vote when they when they go to vote on stuff and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. So like <laughs> the whole hierarchy works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with like the like the voting, how the uh, how the voting is broken down between the leagues um, with within U.S. Soccer, like MLS has like eight votes, um, and nobody and nobody else has more than four. So <laughs> this shit is comical, bro. Come on, right. like. Seriously, yeah, sounds fair. And we, and we talked, the, and we talked about last week. This change, bro. Then this is is very much a reflection of our country as a whole. Like probably some of the same people, the same attitude, same bullshit. I mean, we talked about last week with the um, with uh, with how Saki United Mar- started United Marketing and um, and U.S. Soccer are going to be splitting up as of next year. That will go a long way, I think, with beginning to fix the problems, but of course we're not there yet. Um, and I think that this type of move is a big fuck you to definitely NISA, but at the same time, they're also doing it to USL just by default, because if you're talking about inviting independent teams, I don't see how you don't look at those two leagues and go like, okay, let me see if I can go get Ford Madison. Let me see if I can go get um, New Amsterdam out of New York. Let me see if I can go get um, uh, Sounds like the Miami FC. Cough, cough, cough. Right. And like I said, it's, it sounds just like the Super League. And I'm like, you're basically just doing that at a lower division. I'm like, we need to be figuring out a way to, one, Increase the level of competition, and yep. you know, even I, I, I just put it like this: 
if ProRail isn't the answer, you still have to figure out the competition answer because there's still a question of that. If you can't figure that part out without promotion relegation, you're going to have a problem. So, and at least it sounds like development too. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think this is one of those moments where if they haven't thought about it already, NISA and USL need to figure out, you know, you got to you know, get together, uh, figure out figure out a way to point out this Avengers shit against, against um, MLS Thanos. So um, we will uh, we will see on that. But um, uh, last week uh, on Friday, um, some big shit happened in, in, in Miami. Uh, tell us about it, TK. Enter Miami. Attention, everyone in the soccer community. <laughs> has been administered. has been administered. No, actually, I didn't even get the full details uh, being uh, transparent here. But no. I did hear that uh, Inter finally got what was so, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out here. Um, so, back at the beginning of the season, uh, it came up that Inter Miami um, was paying um, Blake Tweedy more money than, than they had reported, and that he should have actually been considered a designated player. And then they found out that another player was also being paid under the table, and he should have been um, a DP as well. That basically means that you had five designated players last year for Inter-Miami. And, of course, at that point, the new DP rules weren't in effect yet, so they were playing against the rules. Mind you, they still only finished 10th, which is kind of insane. But um, but yeah, I think that um, um, yeah. So like, they got fined two point two million dollars um by by the league. Um, their owner Jorge Mas he got fired. I'm sorry, he got uh fined um two hundred fifty thousand, and and then um uh. Uh, Paul McDonough, something that we actually talked about recently uh, with Atlanta United, he was their president um, during this during this time until he left last year. He's he's actually suspended through next year, so actually he ended up uh, getting fired by us um, over the weekend. And so, of course, that might affect us um, in a negative way here uh, here with the home team. But Boca Negra, I, I think we're all right. Boca Negra got nine lives. I tell you, like. <laughs> <laughs> you, let whatever. that be a down, Bobby. Let that be a down. Like it's it's kind of amazing to me. Like you know, even when he fucks up, he's he still manages. To, oh, hello, Jermaine Jones. Um, you know he right. Uh, manages to to work shit out in in in, in his favor. And like it, I talked about this actually a few a few. A few weeks back with uh, Two Cents when we were talking about um, we did our uh, kit review episode. And all things considered with Inter-Miami, it's for all the hype that's that's come with that team, it seems like they can't get shit right. You know, it seems like they're trying to, you know, skirt the rules, 
They are are doing things that they're keeping at seventy, basically. Like you know, like whatever whatever we do, promise you, we're only going to get about seventy percent of that, and then you know, you kind of hope for the best. Whether it comes to the stadium, whether it comes to kits, whether it comes to uh, how they fill their roster, and how they um, end up hiring uh, Phil Neville um, this year after uh, hiring a damn good manager from from Mexico, and it's like, can they ever get shit right? Like, why did they fire that manager? Though I felt like he was getting the best out of them. I mean, it kind of reminds me a lot of what happened with the uh, NYCFC in their first year when they fired Christ. And I'm like, not every not, not every expansion team, you know, wins right away. I mean, last year, they still, <laughs> yeah. they, still, they still technically made the playoffs, technically, even though they finished 10th. And, they had, and there's about 50 teams that make the MLS playoffs. But they still made the playoffs, and – they, the only assumption was that, you know, you would improve upon that team. And I'm like, but instead you're bringing over Phil Neville from, from England and because he's homies with, with Beckham. And I could understand if you want to make a managerial change, but I just don't know why you would do Neville necessarily. But I mean, they had to get him out of the women's team. I think it was just pretty uh, and, and, uh, toxic. I don't, maybe that's not the right word to use, but. I, no, I mean, I mean, I mean definitely going on. There's definitely, you know, issues with that that warrants him leaving the women's team. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you don't hire him for Inter Miami, especially when you already got a pretty decent um, coach um, in place already. Uh, here. Uh, so, didn't our old and I say our, I mean I'm referring to Atlanta United, but didn't didn't our uh, GM, CEO, or finance director, or whatever, go down there, and he just came back, right. and now oh, part of these sanctions, he's he's gone now. We've right, already let right. him go. Yeah, that's that's uh, Paul McDonough. Um, he was uh, he left he left um, Atlanta back in, I think 2018, and um, to, to he was that. responsible for putting together our initial lineup for Tata right. as well. Right. You know he. And, wow. Um, and like it, it, I feel like. He probably got put in a no situation there because I definitely feel like whatever was being done there was done, you know, over without the- him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, but as someone in a position of authority, uh, it's, it's kind of like how like when a um, an NCAA team gets cut on probation and in um the violations are like, okay, the coach should have known all this stuff and that, and he ends up getting his own punishment. This is what, right. this, this is what this kind of feels like where you should have known this, all this stuff was happening. So you got to catch, catch the smoke too. And right. yeah, like he's, um he's suspended through 2022. As soon as um the announcement was made, he got fired by United. And, um, you know, it's, it's a tough break. Cause I mean, it's, it sounds like at least from the feedback that we got, here in Atlanta, you know, he's, you know, he was, he was, um, everything was on, on the up and up. And the um, people were asking questions about um, whether Atlanta was um, under any type of investigation, but they have all, the leagues already said that everything looks like it's like it's um, clear on, on our end. So 
at least we don't have to worry about that stuff too. But um, but yeah, like that's it's kind of hard to hide extra designated players though. But that's the thing, you know, like, considering how, how how stupid the the roster rules, and financial <laughs> rules, and cap yeah. are here, like whether you're using Tam Blam. Exactly. Monk, yep. got, spam, but they got that damn spam and all that shit. It's like, <laughs> you know, you honestly, I, I think that, especially for a city like Miami, where you already know players will want to come there, it's just a matter of making the money work. I, I do, I, I will say that it actually does make a a very strong argument for either bumping up the cap or get rid of it entirely or just saying if nothing else um teams need to be more responsible for their contracts more so than the league i will say that right. you know as long as we have this single entity environment um i definitely think that um it it, it limits the teams that actually can spend that money and i don't think that if the situation ever comes down to it, I don't think Miami will have a problem spending. I don't. Well, apparently uh, today Sky Sports was reporting that Messi took a forty-five million dollar pay cut for Ooh. next year Bar- next year Barcelona, and then he's going to twenty twenty-three Inter Miami as part of the deal. Um, I can see. So that. I don't know. I because like it's funny Is because like, last- that was part of the deal. I'm curious. I'm just asking. Do what now? Maybe they got, they got they got homies. They got homies in Miami. I mean, I'm just curious how that's part of the same deal. Right. Yeah, I am too. I mean, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that um, especially given the timing of the World Cup next year, that pretty much falls right there, November December. Once that's done, you can right. take a couple months off, and then you're right there, in Miami. You know, ready to go for 2023. Mind wow. You, mind you. Barcelona and MLS go away a while back, a way back because um, back in like oh eight oh nine, um, they were looking at at um, getting a branded team in Miami because they they wanted to um, build where the Orange Bowl was, where the current Marlins Stadium is now, and um, and basically it'll be like Barcelona Miami something like that, kind of like you know how in, uh, with um, NYCFC. And um, with uh, with Man City, but um, yeah. like they were already trying to have that type of influence, um, and just have a team down, down in Miami. But things didn't work out with the stadium. Things didn't. I think they had like a a, a conflict with their Nike deal with um, switching over to to Adidas. But um, you know, personally, I think I think they're better off having a. Not I I can't stand branded teams for the life of me. But um, but you know. Uh, they've had trouble with that they they had trouble with the first stadium getting built remember they had uh it's it's difficult as hell to build my in florida period really but definitely in miami especially that fallout from that marlin stadium definitely fucked up the game for damn near everybody in florida but definitely it's definitely still in miami like it's it's kind of coincidental like mls has been posting uh pictures of what the uh, Miami stadium is supposed to look like. Um, I think it's still supposed to be um, by the, by the airport. Uh, there's a golf course um, near there, but, um, but yeah, 
hopefully at some point um enter <clears throat> we'll get right but um one last thing before we uh, go go up here now to up to down um Copa America which uh, starts up I believe um in a few weeks got moved over from they were supposed to be co-hosting between Argentina and Colombia right now there's political unrest in Colombia covid still acting a whole ass fool in in uh, Argentina so Common Ball said fuck it let's go over to Brazil Brazil which is damn near doing even worse than us when it comes to COVID, which it's absolutely stupid. And because I got, I I checked out the numbers um, a few days ago, like they had like 15 million cases of COVID. I think like the next, the next closest is, is Argentina. It's like 3 million. And it's like, that's how crazy it is in in uh, Brazil right now. And so, what was the point? <sighs> for all that, for all that, you should just go, just gone ahead and had 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 have have it here. Yeah, I mean, really. But um, ho- I mean, hopefully, you know, everyone stays safe. I mean, I know that the vaccine has been slow to roll out in uh, South America. And and yeah. Europe, and um, I mean, you know, I bet they had limited options, man. I think I, I know at least as far as Europe goes. I think they were trying to do like do like the AstraZeneca one, and that was had like a really slow uh, rollout. So like they're only like just recently starting to pick up on Pfizer and Moderna and everything. And um, right. I know uh, uh, one of my family members just got vaccinated in COVID uh, in Colombia, so. Yeah, but uh, and for everyone here in the states, keep go, keep getting your shots. Don't don't be out here uh, faking the funk and get, get your shit down, please. Do that, do that for the culture, man. Um, but, Speaking uh, of all the culture, some of our some of our hometown people making the red and black and vaccinated. That's uh, some of them. The homegirl, uh, can't remember her name. What was her name, man? I don't oh, even. Mr. Shaw. Co- co- so oh no, I got, I got you, dog. I got you right here. See, don't be tripping. Oh yeah, Carmen, Carmen check out those on the YouTube. On the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. If you catch them on um on Facebook, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I'm, I think they're on Instagram as well. But Carmen and yeah. and Diego. But, um, yeah, and that, you know that's a totally unsolicited shout out too, for real, because, you know being in the supporter groups and everything and like you go into the tailgates, you know, once, once somebody tries to uh, start to do something amongst the groups, you know, everybody tries to support and do the right thing, especially when some fly like that. And I mean, in the service and the, the packaging and everything, handwritten note and everything like that, little stuff like that means stuff to me. Cause I like giving people my money that actually deserve it. So, you know, totally unsolicited shout out to that. Carmen and Diego. So we got the, you know, if we're going to be, I figured if we're going to be running the honor system, you know, when we go back full attendance at the game, I'm at least going to let people know, like, honor system, bro. Look, look, look. Honor system. We'll get see. back. 
They, they, I, I hear they're checking at the bins. I have a bin. Oh, for real? Uh, uh, they, how, how they, they didn't check um, a few weeks back. Um, of course, I wasn't at the game on Saturday, so I, I don't know if that's changed since then. And I feel like that yeah. experience probably varies anyway. Usually, that's what it is. The most but like, it's, it's weird because like it's so, it's so different from state to state and um, area to area because, like, um, like – of course, on the um, the big thing right now, um, seeing like with the um, NBA playoffs uh, up in New York, uh, they are like they're uh, they're doing full capacity, but it's basically like with people who have gotten their vaccine, and like they're saying like, "Hey, present your card like when you come in, so that we we know that hey, you're actually legit and everything." But it's definitely not um, being enforced uh, elsewhere and. You know, for better or worse. So, but uh, if, if, but if nothing else, you know, like keep keep getting your shots, y'all. Like you know, it's, it's we're not we're not at our herd immunity numbers yet. So get that. That's shot. it. That's it. I think we're all um, all three on the screen right here. We're all three fully vaccinated. Yes, Sirski. Yeah, man. Just looking for the yeah, man. It's like walking out of the bins when you when the games and the match is over. You're like you're like, uh. <laughs> right. That's how, how you know he, the vaccination for the herd immunity wow. is with COVID. But um, yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Chris Walker out in New Mexico. Um, what you see over here. Uh, uh, on your screen right now is the logo for the new uh, Black Diamonds supporters group for your next for New Mexico United. Uh, so supporters group, you know, b- based on um, uh, the Black culture in uh, Albuquer- Albuquerque and greater New Mexico area. And I don't want to toot my own horn once again, but you know who did that logo? Oh, Greg. This guy. Turn off the horn and turn. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, we finally got a chance to to put this out. Um, been working with Chris for, uh, I'd say, the better part of the last three, four months on uh, developing uh, this logo. Um, it definitely has elements of both that culture as well as New Mexico culture, uh, as, as you can see, like with the um, symbols um, in, in the logo um, around the ring and everything. Yes, it's a circle crest, I know, but it's still, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. No, it's still fly. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this uh, got a chance to uh, get it shine. Um, you can find Black Diamonds on social media at Black Diamonds NM. And, um, but yeah, like, Let's hopefully go. we can have Chris on in a couple Let's weeks to go. kind of talk about this and, um, in, in more detail. But, uh, definitely Dude, I, like, I, I like it, man. That's, I love the colors, man. I do love the colors. You can definitely tell the influences you were speaking of. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and actually, um, Is that while the I'm about it, um, I just got, uh, New Mexico uh, jersey and in, in, in oh dope. Are, aren't the stands like this too? Is this right? What? <laughs> 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 the stands like this, right? Or in this in the same Mexico uh, coloring? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I, okay, I, I, yeah. I, I it's it's a I, nice touch, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I took the uh, from the uh, influence from the meow wolf. Right there. <laughs> In the uh in the diamond and everything and um, of course using uh uh the they have association with the with the main supporters group there the curse and um you know, sh- shout to uh the curse as well but um yeah like so ho- hopefully uh, everyone out there uh digs it and um um and you know hopefully uh fucks with the group and everything uh yeah like so hopefully we'll have uh chris on here in a couple weeks to talk about uh blight diamonds in more detail um of course uh, thanks to everyone who got in on the uh on the memorial day sale at ftcutd.shopify.com and um i think uh got still got scarves on sale got, got name 11 on sale. scarves left and um you know, hopefully someone uh, just bought one in pittsburgh i saw a little boop on there yeah, and um, hopefully you know, y'all keep this thing going. We still got a few more left, so if you haven't got uh, got one already and you were thinking about it back when we first had them on sale, make sure you get that at ftcutd.myshopify.com. As we said a few uh, a little while ago, there's a break right now with MLS, so that gives us time to, to work on orders for you guys. So whether it's a name set, T-shirt, mask, if you are still wearing your mask, uh, we still got you at FTC utd.myshopify.com um what else i got here um oh yeah i, I did have this <laughs> um, i got i got to man i gotta hype it i gotta hype it up man <laughs> uh next week uh, uh we're we doing our our euro preview special because uh, the euro start up next week yeah like as soon as one thing stops, another thing's right ready to, to, to go. So, um, yes, sir. That's, that's yeah, we'll uh, football. Yeah, we'll definitely look. Uh, look, yeah. look, how many count the right backs? Look, count the right backs. He oh, called God. up. <laughs> oh man, so England, England went, went a, a little heavy hey. with the right backs, man. <laughs> hey man, they're all footballers. He says so. Okay, if you put all the talent on the field, let's go. If you have that kind of total football flexibility, more power to you. I just don't see that with England, but we'll talk about that more uh, hey. more next week. But um, if I can leave this with another Chelsea analogy, I think mm. we've heard this before. If I could have eleven Aspie Laquitas on the field at once, mm. Jose Mourinho. Check. If you could have uh, eleven uh, Golo Conte's, you'd win everything. Absolutely. Uh, he'd still score more than Tima. There's so many jokes baked into this one. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I keep going. I'm just gonna let it, let it lie. Though the well is deep. The well is deep. Let's get but it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this up and I uh, get up and uh, two up and two down. And it's already right there on 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 your TK. So what you got, let's man? See. Let's see what you did here. Let's see what you did. Hey, it's magic. Cursor. All right, so here we go. I feel like I didn't have a chance to do this a couple of weeks ago um, with McLaren, and they got this beautiful library. Love F1. Check out the McLaren library from the Monaco race. Um, Lando Norris placed third, so you can check that out on ESPN. Uh, I think these are all up tonight, folks. So more, more on that. Got some some news. Uh, I've been I know I've been asking for for good vibes and whatnot recently. Uh, so medically speaking, got some good news. Been able to figure some things out. Definitely, I'm sliding it up. Another up. Um, some funny stuff I saw. Um, 
Actually, I'm going to skip that one for now. Um, shout out to Adidas, <laughs> man. It's, it's, it's sure. great because um, what they did was they have a contract with eight Chelsea players. So they did these special edition track suits um, that I will try to grab. Which are so fire, by the way. Fire. So, so fire. I'll, I'll graph it above my head for the, for the YouTubers. Um, and we might have to do a, one of those little Instagram short stories for y'all. But uh, so far, so far. It's like reminiscent of like that, like 2000, like it's like almost got a little bit of a Germany, Germany vibe to it. But. No, it totally has, it has the total early 2000s vibe, Adidas days, yeah, Chelsea yeah. vibe to it. Totally. You gotta wear yeah. some classic kicks with it for sure. Right, right. You got to wear the three stripes with it. You got to wear, you, you got to, the soft, the hard shell fronts, you got to. Yeah, yeah, definitely some hard shells. And then uh, something I just thought was hilarious, um, the Rio Valenci- of uh, <clears throat> Valicano fans, what they did is they um, they sanitized their stadium after they had uh, a right-wing political party come attend one of their matches. I saw that. <laughs> Bro, the... <laughs> that's like some petty 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 stuff they were out there and full dawned out like kim yeah. up like, suits like straight yellow like you know breaking badish if you will um, mm-hmm. it was <laughs> just brought a smile to my face and everyone deserves that smile to their face <laughs> so um and then uh, i think i'll leave you with a little bit of local news um or local to the united states it is if um you like Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch has basically said that they will give free alcohol to everyone who's 21 years or older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if the nation reaches a goal to have 70% of the U.S. adults um, received at least one dose of the vaccine. So I'm not sure if this is really, yeah. really true, but... That's what I've seen today too, man. So up a lot of craft breweries in the last couple of years, so I might be down for this. Um, I would be more enthused if if it was actually good beer. I mean, it's not like it's 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 Stella. It's it's not Stella, right? It's it's not Stella. So uh, true. I um, but you know, again, keep getting your shot, y'all. Please, please don't stop. Please, absolutely. Don't stop. Um, yeah, I don't have any downs. Um, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, a downs. I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, so we're gonna throw it to our guest here, Mr. Boyd. So two up and two down, right? This is my first time. So two up and two down. Specified that means I have to be two things I'm up on and two things I'm down on. Yeah, two things I'm. If you got nothing to be down on, I did like four four ups tonight. You know, so (laughs) okay. You know, next time you're you're on the pod, maybe you you do a little different. uh, You know, so so, but you know, just whatever, soccer related, life related, whatever you got on your on your. All right. Well, my up is definitely in Golo Conte number one. I'm up on my man in Golo Conte and. The fact that, you know, seeing his family on the pitch afterwards yeah. and um, and everything like that. And just you, Greg, hit it perfect. His story, just from being a garbage man to the third tier of France football to, you know, what the triangle or what the, what the pyramid is all about and what Super League was going to kill in Golo Conte stands for. 
that's something I'm up about. I'm also up about, you know, Roman being at a football game again. It was actually seeing Roman there. It's like if, if Roman's in the stands, we will win. I mean, it's like he intentionally plays this like Jewish, like amazing, like ambient being in the shadows. And, you know, and then he, when he appears, it's like we have superpowers. And, stoic, you know, stoic. Thank you. Whatever. Yes. Stoic, majestic. <laughs> but the two things I'm down on, I would say the, the a double downer is um, that Conte might be at the Spurs, which means we have to play them on a regular basis. And, and you know, I can't overstate. Yeah, I did. I mean, that's real. I mean, I, it's not over. It's not overblown to say that he's won every single place he's went. And that means if he gets there and whips a mediocre Spurs team into shape and still beats us at a couple of derbies, that's still going to make me mad. And I don't want him there. I mean, you know, and right on the wall for the league as a whole, if Conte comes in and wins with Spurs, with Spurs, Spurs? let's just say he brings in three players, (laughs) that's maybe four, another level. Think about that. Oh my God. Kind of generous. Let's say he brings in two players, two players, and takes the Spurs squad and minus Harry Kane. And let's say he's able to somehow hold on to Youngman's son. So, and Bale. Bale's gone back. It's I don't know. They're going to buy him. Yeah, is he though? I mean, have to buy him if they want him. He still has one more year in his deal. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a sixty-four percentage on the wages. That's the real. That's the real problem there because. I don't think that the, that the transfer will be that much because he only has one more year in his deal. Yeah. It's more so, can you convince him that, yeah, whatever it is that you were making at, at Real, you're not going to make it anywhere else. <laughs> but that, and also you have to remember, man, if Conte moves to Tottenham, Romelu Lukaku may, out of resentment for Chelsea, go, and he's professed his love on Instagram this week for that man. You know, I found and. All the people that have played for Spurs, bro. He's been. uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He has been. To be fair, TK, he has been at United, but he was a third choice at United. He was an outsider at Chelsea that never got to play. He's played for his more for his national team in Inter Milan than he ever did any other team in the Premier League. If he went to the Spurs with Conte, a man he loves. Think how loud that trash bag of a stadium will be when they start singing to the Antonio, Antonio. Antonio. I mean, I'm telling you, I can see it, and it's going. And another thing you have to remember: what Europe, what European competitions are Tottenham playing in next year? None. Exactly. Exactly. That's what Conte does best. Zero. A cup. You got a point, man. You got a point. You got a point. That's well, that's my thing. Well, for that reason, I actually think that if nothing else, I I am to continue conquering Italy and making making Italy his bitch because they just got named Player of the Year for Syria this uh, for this season. And like he actually did say that today that he um his plan is to stay at Inter. But like I said, like, you know if if Conte does does go over to Spurs, 
who knows what might happen. Exactly. What you got? Uh, yep. What you got, Greg? What's your What's yours for the oh. week? Oh, okay. Or you got one more? Oh, no, man, I, I, I'm not down on nothing else. It's, I mean, we, we're, we're, we're European champions, TK. I mean, come on. <laughs> I didn't really th- take take you serious when he said this one is a double down, but he. Yeah, that, that, no, no. If Conte goes to Spurs, that's a double down. Yeah, you, all right, my bad. Move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, of course. Um, as you can see on our on our uh, YouTube. Um, uh, this week, uh, well, this month is uh, June just started, so it's uh, Pride Month. Um, our, I, I meant to talk about it like, during the, the the store plug, but um, we do have um, uh, Pride name sets that we'll be putting out uh, this week um, with proceeds from that uh, going out to. Uh, I, I, Sky was telling me about this group, and um. Uh, I meant to to write it down. Um, give me one second. Um, the uh, MBJC. No, no, no. Uh, MBJC, the National Black Justice Coalition, who, oh. uh, dedicates, uh, um, you know, to Black LG, LGBTQIA plus uh, community nationwide, and um, you know. I, I definitely sensitive to this cause. I mean, I, I have a sister uh, that's gay. I got. I I try to be as welcoming and accepting both here with FTC as well as you know, just as a person um, to the community as, as much as I can. I try to be an ally as much as I can, and um, you know, definitely. However, you guys want to, um, you know, raise your voice. The um, and make a statement, you know, we're, we're there to support you. And, and um, you know, uh, I'm using that good with, with these type of species, but, um, but yeah, definitely whatever we can do to help, you know, we're, we're definitely there in, um, and definitely support. So you will see the name sets on, uh, actually I might have a picture up on here somewhere, but uh, you can go to FTC UTD to, uh, to catch that, um, you know, I've seen that struggle up close as far as, especially with youth coming up, trying to identify with their sexuality and, 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 um, and gender identity. And um, it's, it, for some, it can be a tough deal. So, you know, hopefully we can do whatever we can to make sure that, that they know if nothing else, we support, uh, support the community. And they are one of us. The culture is, is for everybody. So, uh, that's that's the uh, first up. Um, actually, um, most of my aside from that, my focus is actually a couple downs. Uh, first one is the uh, NBA. A lot of fan incidents that's happened. Oh, bro! The um, the past mm. week or so, you've had incidents with Trey Young. You've had incidents with Russell Westbrook. The Seventy Sixers. Yeah, um, uh, the Sixers with the. Uh, and with uh, Kyrie Irving with the Nets uh, up in Boston, um, I I don't know if it's just a case of like where you just had a bunch of pent up resentment from everything that happened last year with um, with all the protesting and the initiatives that the NBA and WNBA started up uh, last year. But I can tell you this: 
there's some re- there's some empowered fans out here who really think that that shit don't stink, and like they are lucky that these games are on national TV. They are lucky that that you are dealing with black men who care about their professions and and what they and what they bring because. If this was in the streets, it would be going an entirely different way. And Two piece and a biscuit. <laughs> and like you saw what happened with uh with, with Westbrook, like all he had was some popcorn thrown on him and he was ready to go to war. And I'm like, this Well, that's Westbrook too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully and, um, so though, in that case. Yeah, I'm like, because like this this dude was coming out of the game with an injury and he was ready to pop off like it was nothing. And yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean that's trash though, man. To do that, come on, man. But um, but yeah, like that 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 whole situation is just absolutely ridiculous. And honestly, hey. honestly, if 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 the league wasn't so pressed to get fans up in the stadium, up in up in the arenas and everything, I would say send their asses back home because it, it's clearly that they have a <laughs> sense of entitlement um, that. Definitely is it's it's something that is it's just it's just a really bad vibe. And I'm like, if y'all can't act right, y'all don't need to be here. Like this is right. if, this if if you're gonna view this as entertainment, then let it be entertainment. Stay your asses in the seats. Don't once you try to become a part of the, the show, game in any capacity. Yo, <laughs> I, it, it makes me want to agree with Charles Barkley so bad that yeah. you know, Ooh. Some, Ooh. Some, fan, some fans are, 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 are warrant that ass whooping. They do. They do. Oh, saying. absolutely. Absolutely right. This is why we can't have nice things, though. Have you? Let me ask you this, Greg, about your story, about your point. Have you noticed anything about every one of those fans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have yeah. you noticed something? Have you noticed? Oh, yeah. you know, it's funny how that Chelsea. It, it's funny, <laughs> right? Well, but I mean, it, it, like I said, to be fair, it's, it's it's one of those things where, like I said, with everything that happened last year, I don't know if it's just a case of like where you have some white dudes who clearly can't handle the fact of when black people speak up. You know, like I said, it's it's not just the NBA; it's WNBA. And other leagues have tried to make their statements as well, but you definitely have obviously the perception in the NBA where where the large majority are all black, and and you have them trying to speak up and, and and try to incorporate change in our society. Like that's it scares the life out of them. It scares them to death, and we don't know why. The funny thing there is that I bet you if you asked any of them. Would they, would they trade places with a black person? And I, if they said no, I would <laughs> definitely ask why. And if, you, and if your answer is no, then you see why. <laughs> I mean, break it down. I mean, if you break it down that simple, answer that question, yes or no, and then we, and then that tells you all you need to know. But um, but yeah, but. Fuck those, those oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing I will add to about the NBA, mm-hmm. as a diehard Boston Celtic since I was out the crib, to see Kyrie wait until the players left the f- 
court to walk back to stomp on to to rub his feet on the logo lucky or whatever mm-hmm. that to me to me i think that really pisses on your own fucking argument to yeah. instigate and to do all this you're all this peace and enlightenment and, and all this stuff that but oh but when it benefits you and somebody whatever you did. I mean, that was totally childish and unnecessary. And you expect that not to infuriate fans who hadn't been there in a year and a half. I mean, I'm not saying what that dude was right. Absolutely not. That's trash. Get the hell out of the stadium. Never let him back in. But I mean, it, it, it definitely, you know, obviously for people who are diehard fans of any, of any team, when you do those type of gestures, you're definitely going to instigate a lot of people. But mm-hmm. yeah, like you got to figure out some way to, like I said, that's what so, that's what social media is for. Like you're able to have behind, uh, have behind a keyboard and, and just voice mm-hmm. whatever, whatever bitch that you want to do. Like, like don't don't don't. Yeah, there's there's a clear boundary there that that um that fans are clearly um you know stepping over. And Mike Tyson um, said it that this week. Mike Tyson said that. You know, the social media has allowed people to stop getting punched in the face for things they say. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not condoning anybody getting punched in the face, but it is fact that some of the things these people say warrant an ass whipping sometimes. Absolutely. Um, My second um, down is uh, dedicated to Naomi Osaka. Um, She uh, pulled out of the. Uh, open on uh, this, uh, this past uh, Monday after stating that she would not participate in um, any uh, media um, out, out at media press conferences um, after her matches. She uh, got fined $15,000 on Sunday for attending one. And she just, she just said, you know what? Fuck it. And, I, and, I, and I'm out. And I actually do understand both sides. I, I feel like she is entirely within her right to want to take care of her self-care. Um, at the same time, at least as of the moment, the media obligations are, are what they are. I don't think there was enough time to really just make those changes to where, okay, yeah, like you don't have to come through as often and figure out some type of compromise. There was enough time made to allow for that compromise to be made. And hey, sometimes it happens and you have to make your decision and she made hers. Um, but I, I, but I, I will say one thing about just like the type of questions that, that, um, that the media sometimes ask. Cause like uh, there was a tweet that I saw where Coco golf uh, was asked something about uh, like her comparisons to the Williams sisters, I guess because like she's black or because you're good. And I'm like, why would you ask that kind of <laughs> just stupid shit? Cause like, Wow, it, it, it's it's different, especially in that environment where it's just basically just and you just one player. There's no team environment. It's just basically <clears> one player, <throat> and you know you're you're dealing with those constant comparisons and scrutiny and everything. And I think that Naomi Osaka is dead within her right, you know, to you know prioritize her her mental health over whatever questions that the media wants to, wants to ask her, you know, like I said, I think that going forward, you will definitely see some, some 
adjustments and compromise. Maybe she doesn't have to do it as as often as she does after like every single game that she has. Maybe it's something like once a week, something like that. But um, you know, if and like it's it's very interesting for her because she's been dealing with this for the last three years, pretty much since she had that that one win over uh, Serena at the U.S. Open, where the fans are just straight up booing her. Like that that was everyone's introduction to her was everyone booing her and. I don't know, like how how you how you reconcile that uh, within um, well, with the with the base that you're dealing with, whether it be the media, whether it be the fan base, uh, any of that. But um, you know, hopefully, you know, she said she's going to take some time off um, away from the court. You know, hopefully, you know, she's able to find the the center that she needs so that she can get back and whipping everyone's ass. So. You know, uh, I more mean, power to already. So, but um, but yeah, like we we gotta we gotta whether it's whether it's the men or the women, we definitely have to realize that just because they play a sport doesn't mean that there are that they are people too, and you know you have to. Hopefully, with everything that's been happening the past couple of weeks, you know, you realize that there has to be a, a better relationship between, you know, players and fans, players and media. All that needs to be evaluated um, one way or another. But um, but uh, I did have one other up. Uh, just uh, some reconciliations coming up soon. I want to. I don't want to jump the gun just yet. But just hopefully, there's something that's been. Um, Overdue for a while, so um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that um, things will uh, come to pass, um, uh, and we'll have more on that. Well, good for you. Hopefully, in the next um, few weeks or so. But uh, all the good vibes, your way. All the good vibes. But, Take uh, them all. That is really awesome. all we got for this week. What's up? Got some parting notes for the week. Um, want to just uh, highlight or and highly encourage everyone to look into that's the anniversary yesterday. Of, oh, uh, Tulsa, Tulsa, Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa bombings. So, uh, they, I believe and uh, we have we actually have the first national recognition of that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. So, yeah, definitely uh, an, an up for for the whole group. So, um, suiting that that falls to me who did all ups today. Yes. Nope. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, definitely encourage people to go look up the history. And, uh, also the gap band is named after Tosla, the streets. So, mm. um, I dropped the, uh, she, the, uh, the, the song. Uh, you the dropped song, a bomb on me. Bomb on me is, and also burn rubber on me. And yeah. So there you go. Dropping some facts on you. Check it out, folks. Uh, enjoy the history. Look up the history, and uh, learn, learn more. And if yeah, if you, if you haven't already looked up on, if you weren't taught that in school, first of all, your, okay. your school might be suspect. Um, but yeah, like that's it's a very big deal. Uh, Black Wall Street. Uh, yeah. Bombers of 1921. Well, yeah, definitely check that, check that shit out. And uh, Russell Westbrook's making a documentary on Netflix about it. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a Black Wall Street opening up in Atlanta? I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's all Wonderful. That's all we got. That's all we got. Wonderful. Up and up. Cool, cool, Don't forget cool. your history, folks.
But, uh, Juneteenth rapidly approaching. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But yeah, definitely okay. uh, appreciate you um, coming on the show this week, Bobby. Uh, I don't know if you're on social. Where, where, where can we find you, man? Hey, man, I'm just a homie. I really, I'm not into socials. I'm not into, I have socials, but it's a strictly personal love of the thing. I admire y'all's podcast. I admire me and TK have been, you know. Drop the handle. At Bobby Drum. At Bobby Drum. There you oh, go. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's me. <laughs> that's funny. I like when I drop the handle and everybody's like, oh, yeah, that guy. It's on TK's Facebook. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> but uh, it's awesome, man. I appreciate y'all having me. It was really fun. It's fun to talk with like-minded people and actually have a discussion in these days and time. You know, you can't really talk to most people anymore. Cool, cool, cool. And then, as always, you can catch us on the social FTC. UTD. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, like I said, we'll uh, have up the uh, the Pride name sets up uh, this week. Uh, make sure you get that. Um, and uh, ch- again, check out the Black Diamonds uh, supporters group on, on, on the socials. Check them out. Check out the rest of the fam uh, on Protagonist, Nights and Nisa, Shea Butter FC. Uh, check out our fam at uh, River 93, Two Cents, uh, Banner Pub, uh, Unfortunate Retire. Everybody in, in, in the whole crew. Uh, also, check out the homie uh, Jake at uh, 50 plus donor. But um, until then, you know, like I said, we got a couple, a uh, few weeks off. But next week, we'll do the Euro 2020 preview. Until then, for TK, for Brego, for Bobby, for Coach, for Mayor, the coach is real, coach is everywhere. Keep getting your shots, y'all. See y'all soon. We out. FTC, you. T D.